beard, taxes, COVID-19, and I have a really special guest with me today, and we're going to talk about it. Let's get into it. <laughs> what is up? What is up, everybody? This is Beer and Bullshit, episode one. Welcome. Welcome, welcome. I do appreciate you guys tuning in. Uh, if you could, give us a like and a follow on Anchor or Spotify. Uh, just look for my name. It's uh, Corey Crowns or look for Beer and Bullshit Podcast. Today I am joined by a really dear friend of mine, uh, Nicholas Jones, everybody. Hello, everyone. My name is Nicholas Jones, and uh, I guess I'm going to be talking to Corey for the next uh, hour or so. Yeah, so this guy, man, he's a like I said, he's a really good friend of mine, but he's also an accountant. Um, and he's super, super solid in that field. So, uh, yeah, we're just going to be talking about uh, what he does, um, you know, and more in depth uh, on what he does. And also just the state of the nation. You know, it's, it's got us all frustrated at this point, but we're not going to let it fuck up our mood or fuck up our day. You know what I'm saying? There's nothing a little beer can't fix. So today, um, honestly, man, I'm, I'm super simple today. I just crack, cracked open a, a Budweiser. Um, nothing crazy. Typically, like, uh, I'll be drinking, like, craft beers and whatnot, so, um, but today I, I had to get something. I was in a hurry. I just went, went, ran to the store and grabbed a Budweiser. But anyway, what's up, Nick? How you doing today, man? Talk to me. So, first and foremost, bro, uh, we're going to have to upgrade your beer. Uh, I'm going to have to send you some, uh, I'm telling you, I don't know if they don't sell blood and honey out there, but I'm going to send you some. It's called, it's one of Revolver's brands. It's a nice, nice, nice beer. Uh, it's kind of a light shade, and uh, it, I think it's about six and a half percent. So, if you're not ready for a beer with a lot of alcohol content, it may not be the one for you. But I'm gonna send you a couple anyway. Yeah, definitely, man. You know, out in the DF dub, y'all got the y'all got the good shit. You say you were drinking. Uh, what was it yesterday? It was Revolver? Yeah, so same beer. It's pretty much the only beer I drink at this point. Okay, yeah, bro, that sounds good. And tip, man, for me, I'm, I'm a, a craft beer guy. I, I like dark beer, like super dark beers, um, something that's stout. And I also, I don't mind porters. I like pecan porters. Those are, like, super solid. Um, but, yeah, man, like I said, I just needed, you know, something just to, to crack open, something cold today. So that's what we sipping on. So tell us a little bit more about uh, CPA, brother. So, you know, it's actually kind of funny because... I used to think that everybody knew what a CPA was. I thought that was kind of like a household name. Yeah. But uh, I'm starting to realize after I made a couple of YouTube videos, a couple of my friends like called me and was like, hey, bro, what's a CPA stand for? And I'm like, <laughs> wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> so essentially, a CPA is a certified public accountant. Essentially, there's a whole bunch of tests and uh, a lot of classes you got to take to go sit for an exam. Then you have to essentially work for another certified public accountant for about a year. And what a CPA does is you could do tax, you could do accounting work, bookkeeping, there's so many different things that you could do. But essentially, a CPA is required if you're going to be working in any public, uh, tr publicly traded company. So, like, let's say Coca Cola, they need a CPA to sign off on their financials. So, you're going to be looking at someone that's able to do CFO type work. Someone that's able to do anything as simple as just doing bookkeeping, anything simple like doing tax work. But most of the time, you're only going to find us in a more complicated situation. So you don't see a CPA at your local H&R Block, just not really needed. Right. Mainly, you're going to have a CPO, CPA working for a big company or a small company, like a small business. Your local donut shop may have a CPA to help them kind of, you know, account for all of the assets that they have and do the bookkeeping, do taxes, do payroll, things of that nature. Got you, got you. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah, well, I mean, you guys are obviously needed, <laughs> you know, because I feel like, you know, and I'll be the first to admit, I feel like a lot of uh, well, your average American, we don't know much about taxes. It's something that wasn't ever taught in school. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, and maybe nowadays they, they have like tax classes and whatnot, but um, we definitely need you guys around, you know, just to teach us a little bit more, you know, because there's a lot that we need to know. Yeah, I mean, to be honest, school doesn't really teach you much about finance at all. And most CPAs don't just do uh, taxation. They do finance. They do uh, planning. They do investments. There's so many different things that we do. But, yeah, I, I really feel like America has fallen short on teaching young adults on what they need to do 
to uh, be successful in this life. Yeah, yeah, man. We definitely um we need some help in that field. You know, and speaking of taxes and just finance and everything, uh, what is up with this stimulus check, bro? I, I checked out your video. And it was actually really good, really informative. Uh, but for those people that haven't necessarily checked it out, uh, just just give us a, a take on that. Just a stimulus check and uh, how uh, they're going to go about like issuing it. Oh, the stimulus, they're essentially calling it an economic impact payment. Essentially, they're saying, you know, if you make uh, below a certain threshold, $75,000 if you're single, uh, $150,000 if you're married, violent joint. Essentially, what's going to happen is they're going to be direct depositing $1,200 into your bank account. If you're single, $2,400 if you are married, filing joint, and an additional $500 for each child that you have under the age of 17. Uh, so that's actually a pretty big benefit. That's much larger than the stimulus that we had in the past, both in 2000 and 2008. So it's a really great benefit. But the problem is, is I mean, really $1,200 for a single person really isn't going to move the needle and some of the more... I guess you could say the major metropolitan areas. I live in Dallas. I mean, $1,200 is probably not going to do much for someone who lost their job. Right. And like you were saying um, yesterday, so like a place like Idaho, I mean, maybe it could work out. Um, and But I feel like, you know, because I, I just looked at a stimulus like a, a Band-Aid, you know what I'm saying? Because like everyone's affected by uh, this COVID-19 deal. But um, uh, like you were saying yesterday, it just it, it won't necessarily cover everyone's you know what i'm saying like because we all live in different places so the cost of living and it's it's different in, in different places dfw houston you know your bigger cities um you're right 1200 bucks is not that's gas and grocery money like it's not going to um i think it'll help a little bit but at the same time it's not going to cover a lot a lot of things you know but i didn't i did not know that uh the part about you know them uh giving 500 for each additional child or dependent um i don't have any children i have my dog <laughs> that's it but you know i i didn't know that so that that is good to know so the problem with the 500 dollars per dependent is the the congress is kind of being a little bit lazy when they essentially made this part this part of the bill essentially what they did was they was like hey you know what we're going to define dependent as the same way they define a dependent for their child and dependent care credit so essentially they linked it to that credit. So essentially, if you're under the age of 17, you're going to get that additional $500 if you're being claimed. The problem is that most of the people who really need this stimulus, the people who are going to be hurt the most is going to be the millennials. They're most likely going to be between the ages of 17 and 22 and most likely going to be claimed by someone else on their tax return. So what's going to happen is not only will their parents not get the $500 for claiming them because they're over the age of 17, but they won't get a stimulus for themselves, and they're more likely to be the ones who worked at the restaurant than to work minimum wage to be laid off in this pandemic. Right, right. That's a good point. That's a good way to look at it as well. Uh, yeah, that's that's interesting. Um, so, uh, talk to me about this, man. So here lately, you know, just due to everything going on, um, uh, you said you're working from home, correct? Like you're currently working from home. Yeah. So I've been working from home since March 13th damn down for a little bit okay then are you guys getting like a lot of business you're getting like hounded with emails and calls and all those things and you know what to be honest i would say this is a lighter tax season than what i'm used i'm used to usually around april 15th it's like i don't even have time to i don't have any time to breathe i'm just running around like a chicken with my head cut off but right now due to the that due date being extended a lot of people who owe money are just not interested in trying to pay and not interested in trying to do anything. The IRS essentially moved the due date for all tax returns and estimated payments from April 15th all the way to July 15th. So there's really no real re reason for a lot of people who aren't getting a refund to even be dealing with their taxes at this point. Oh, I got you. Yeah, because this thing has just got the world in like a uh, like a jam a jamble, man. It it's crazy. It's honestly like I told you, you know, in a previous conversation, bro. It's just got me. Like, all over the place, it's got my head, like, in a really, really stressful place. You know, this is a very stressful time for Americans. Um, but I feel like, you know, just with the correct social uh, distancing practices, we can overcome this. Like, how do you feel about that? Like, everyone literally just sitting the fuck down, you know, and just, just, just sitting down. I mean, just, just stay in the house. To be honest, I don't know if we know 
the psychological problems that's going to develop from this. You know, when uh, people lost their jobs during the Great Recession in 2008, you know, a lot of people lost a lot of, uh, you know, self-confidence in themselves because yeah. they never they never got fired before. And to be turned down for so many jobs in a short period of time, not being able to provide for their family, you know, it left a lot of people feeling less than a man, less than a woman. And I think right now there's so many people who are laid off, who are separated from their job. They, they're losing their, like, sense of self. You know, I find a lot of value in just going to work and being in a chat with my friends at work. You know, sometimes I hate it. Don't get me wrong. I hate traffic. I hate dealing with it. But just being able to associate with other people is such a great benefit. Right. And, you know, solving problems is so much easier in office. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, that, that's really true, and I think it's just it's it's. Um, I think it's like a, like you said, psychological thing, and also it's healthy to just want to go out and be around other individuals, you know. Um, but on on contrary, man, like the convenience of I mean, you're working from home, right? So the convenience of working from home is also like fucking amazing too. I'm sure you can uh, agree with that, you know, just not dealing with traffic having that extra time that you spend and you would spend in traffic every day uh, to apply elsewhere. You know what I'm saying? So uh, how do you feel about that? I like to think that I'm using the time wisely, but to be honest, I don't think I am. I think a lot of it is wasted because I, I get up a little bit later. There's not really a drive for me to kind of run, you know, cause I like, Usually I have to get up by 5.30 so I can avoid traffic and get somewhere. Yeah. Now I can just kind of roll out of bed in my <laughs> pajamas. I don't have to put on a tie and just start working. So it's like a lot of time is wasted uh, that I would otherwise be using a little bit more productively. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's a give and take. I do get a lot more. I do get a lot more personal stuff done. Like laundry has been getting done on a very regular basis. Like I'm not, uh, you know, like cooking food is a lot easier. So there's a lot of things that have changed, but there's a lot that I definitely can tell after the first month that I'm just kind of slacking on. Yeah. Yeah. So you think like just like the office setting or office environment uh, in itself is is motivation to like get up um, or just like you think it's just variables to it. Like you said, I mean, you have to get up early to beat traffic. Um, But I feel like, you know, just knowing, you know, I um. I have individuals that because I'm, I'm competitive. So like if I work in a, a space in which, you know, there's competition like that, that's drive for me to get up earlier, to be more of an, an overachiever. You know, like if I know I'm just working for myself at home and there's no one around me, like you said, I'm going to do the same thing, dude. I'm going I'm to roll out of bed at whatever time. You know, there's nothing that's like really motivating me to get my ass up and get a lot done, you know. Yeah, I think the problem comes in is just like you don't have like a schedule anymore. It's kind of right. just all willy nilly. Yeah, yeah. So with your free time, like uh, if you ever get any, because I know you're super busy. Uh, but what, with your free time, what exactly are you doing to uh, like practice uh, social distancing and how, like how are you making the time go by right now? That's a hard. You know, I am doing a lot personally for myself. I don't know if I would say. I'm kind of a loner in general, so like you know, I'm I work out every day. I go for a run. I am I'm I'm able to invest time in reading, and you know, getting a lot more work done. The problem just comes in as I don't know. I, I feel like I just need to create a new a new schedule, and once I get a new schedule, things will be a little bit different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got you. Um. So I've I've recently watched like uh, two of your latest videos. Um, what exactly like inspired you to start making YouTube videos, and like what's the what's the plans on you know like in the future you know uh, with the videos because they're I'm not gonna lie man they're super informative. I'm learning a lot just via your YouTube. Um, you know and before we before we jump off man you have to plug in uh, your handle and everything because I think people need to uh, need to go check them out man they're they're super uh, interesting and helpful. So uh, the question, you know, is like, what's your uh, what's your plans on it? And um, how, how are you liking like being like a YouTuber, you know, because it, I, what people don't understand is that shit is a job. You know what I'm saying? Like whether your video is five hours long or it's five minutes long, that's it in itself. It's a it's difficult. You know what I'm saying? So 
one, being a CPA is to most people boring. And the things that I'm doing isn't so interesting to everyone. So trying to find ways to make compelling uh, videos it has been very tough because I want to make sure that I'm not only entertaining, but I'm also providing value. I don't want to waste anyone's time. My goal is to essentially kind of cover three aspects of life. So personal finance, investing, taxation, and then essentially I got one other goal, which is it's kind of like an over-encompassing goal, to provide updates on any of those fields. So as things change in finance or investing or taxation, I want to make a video about it to kind of update people so they don't have to go through all of the minutia and trying to search on a Google machine to figure out what they need to do. Yeah. So yes, making YouTube videos is very hard, very time consuming. It probably takes me three to four hours to make a five minute video. Yeah, and I feel like that's what people don't understand. You know, uh, it's super time, super super time consuming. Uh, but we we do appreciate it. But like I said, man, if you guys haven't checked out Nick's videos, be sure to go check them out because they're super helpful, super helpful. Um, you know, and um, you can learn something from them. Um, so aside of YouTube, brother, uh, how else have we been passing time? Uh, like, are you watching anything on Netflix, or uh, is there a particular artist you like listening to right now? You you guys run into the park, or how are we passing that time? So I mean, I'm in. So right now on the TV side of thing, I am watching uh, La Casa de Papel. Uh, excuse me. So my Netflix is in Spanish, so I have to apologize. I think the English version is Money Heist, and it's essentially a show about, uh, I mean, the way I look at it, it's kind of like a chess show. Essentially, it's a group of people who are robbing a bank, and instead of robbing a bank in a whole normal sense, like, you know, the American way, just go stick them up, you know, point guns and say, give me all your money. They have they have thought of a way to go into the bank and print their own money so that when they leave, their money is untraceable. So that's kind of what I've been binging on on Netflix for, I guess we say, the last couple of weeks. It, the new season just came out. So if you haven't started, it's a great time to kind of catch up. There's, there's not too many episodes in a season, but there's enough to kind of get you just pulled into it. Yeah, like pull you in, just get you drawn to the show. Um, man, yeah, and since I'm not uh, as much as an overachiever, <laughs> mine is in English, my Netflix account. Um, but I, I have seen Money Heist. But you know what? I'm going to add that to my, um, my, my, my watch list, man, because I, like, I always see it, but I haven't checked it out yet. I just finished up uh, uh, season three of Ozark, and that's one. If you guys out there haven't seen Ozark, please watch it. Man, it's super good. I think Jason Bateman, Bateman is his name. That's the uh, the main actor. Uh, it's super, super good. It's about this guy who money launders. Um, and Nick, also, if you haven't seen it, bro, check it out, man. It's fucking, it's a good show. It's mind-blowing. So, uh, super good, super solid. I've been trying to, um, so, uh, me personally, I have a lot of self-help books. Like, a lot of entrepreneurial, like, uh, Grant Cardone, Gary Vee uh, type books. And you know things of that nature. Uh, Warren Buffett, Elon Musk, books on the on those guys. Um, I've been trying to just go back and reread some of these books. Uh, when people refer books to me, they uh, they give me like fiction, nonfiction. So aside of my Gary Vee and Grant Cardone book, I'm reading a book called Oil right now by Upton Sinclair. Um, it's on the oil crisis, like back in the gap. It's pretty good. And then I'm also rereading uh, the autobiography of Gucci Mane. And honestly, surprisingly, I mean, I, I knew Gucci Man was a smart guy, but surprisingly, bro, this is a, it's super, super good. I've read this book three times. Like, I like it a lot. You know, he, um, they were successful enough to write, you know, a good 300 pages in it. So, uh, it, it's really good, man. That's, that's how I've been trying to, uh, pass, pass time. But, so, you know, it, you know what? I can drop a book on there that I think a lot of people would really value if they read it. It's called Zero to One by Peter Thiel. And it's probably one of the best books I've ever read. It essentially talks about breaking everything down to like the very beginning, kind of like an engineer. So instead of just trying to find a, a way of, I guess you could say a better way of doing something, sometimes it's better just to create an entirely new process. And I think the book is just very well, well written. If you don't know Peter Till, he was one of the co-founders of PayPal. So he, you know, him and Elon Musk go way back. Ah, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, I have to check that out, man. Cause I'm a, I'm a really big fan of um, 
of Elon Musk, but uh, I, I didn't know too much about the uh, the other guy. Man, speaking of Elon Musk, like I'm, you know, they came out, they dropped it way back. I want to say a few months ago. But how, how do you feel about that Cybertruck? Did you ever see that? I looked at the Cybertruck, but to be honest, I mean, I wasn't really impressed by it. It it, it didn't seem like something that was really going to move the needle for me. Really? You didn't like it? I don't know, man. There's something about it. I think because, like, just with everything going on and then, like, whenever that dropped, it's like it's almost like entrepreneurs or, you know, uh, lawmakers, whoever might have you, like, we're, like, we're fast-forwarding the future. So when that truck dropped, I'm like, damn, bro, that's some shit you see in, like, 2055 or something. I don't even know. Three, year 3000. You know, it's it's crazy looking, but I, I, I liked it. Uh, I liked it. You know, the you can, like, literally reserve this fucking thing for, like, 100 bucks. But, like, you know, um, I think once it does come out, I think the first run, they'll run into a, a few issues, you know. Like, uh, whenever they uh, they came out with uh, the debut, you know, the video, like, showing, just showing an actual version of it, they, they, they ran into flaws, you know, uh, of course. And it's just trial and error. But, honestly, man, if I had the extra ducats, I would definitely get one. I think it's cool looking. Yeah, I, I believe when the original launch, like, Elon Musk tried to take a sledgehammer to the window and it shattered and it wasn't supposed to. It wasn't supposed to shatter, but it was crazy. Like, I, I do appreciate, like, uh, the way he reacted because he was just like, oh, fucking shit. <laughs> and they just kept going with it. Like, it, that was pretty funny to me, you know? Yeah, sometimes you just got to go live, man. And I, I think <laughs> he, he went live and he was like, screw it. Yeah. Yeah, so, uh, man, I just read today, like, earlier today, um, before talking with you, um, uh, this non-essential ban. Did you see this, bro? Like, so, in, in certain, in particular parts of the nation now, uh, when you go in, like, a Costco or a Walmart or any of those places, like, you can't, if the item isn't uh, listed as essential, you can't buy it, buy it, which is, like, you know, uh, I mean, I guess, like, hair dye isn't necessarily essential, but at the same time, like, I, that shit's scary to me. I don't know. How do you feel about that? I mean, so, man, it's actually hard to say. So I think right now they're just trying to kind of clear up supply lines so people are only bringing very needed items versus, like, you know, extra, you know, Xbox games or something. Right. Uh, I mean, right now they're trying to keep down foot traffic overall in the store, which is a big thing. You know, that way we can kind of spread, kind of delay the spread of this thing. But to be honest, I don't know. I, I I just think it's very un-American, and I'm not really feeling it. Yeah, yeah, man. Because you know, coming up, man, I've always been around, uh, surrounded by people that you know they would always tell me about the future, you know, and the the end being near, and all these things. But now that it's like you know things like this are in place, and it's in right in front of us, it's it's fucking crazy to like try to even, even fathom. You know, it's crazy to even think about, man. Um, so I don't know, bro. If like, um, I know we can't predict the future, man. But like, um, and in your honest opinion, what does summer twenty twenty look like? Dude, summer twenty twenty is gone. <laughs> think so? Dude, I know so. Like, this is not. I think they said that this was gonna originally be over on April thirtieth, and now they're projecting it's gonna be over in August. So, dude, summer's gone. Like, there's no summer anymore. So we're really, really going to be stuck in a house. And hopefully the summer, the heat will essentially kind of get rid of some of this virus. Uh, or at least a lower the ability for it to spread. But we just don't know at this time. Yeah. Yeah, no, because there's something new every day. So it's like it's it's so hard to just like put a finger or try to even like uh, predict what's going to happen. Not even next week, but rather, you know, tomorrow, you know, it's crazy. It's crazy, man. So I feel like we just have to hug our lo- loved ones and, um, uh, you know, just just keep just keep pushing. And right now, the only loved one I have is my dog. <laughs> so it's just been me and him chilling, you know. But it's, it's hard to even go to a dog park right now. So um, he's walking around here pissed off, like, man, this dude's boring as hell, you know. <laughs> so it sucks. But man, honestly, with all this, like, I'm, and I don't even want to sound selfish, man. But with all this. I just want Formula One back, and I want NBA back. That's it. That's all I fucking want. Just give me the NBA back and give me Formula One. Well, I was listening to Mark Cuban the other day, and I think he agrees with you. He wants the NBA back, too. 
Yeah, yeah. But, like, just give us the NBA back. But, you know, I want you think about it. You, I mean, I guess it's a, it's, it's a contact sport, in a sense. So, you know, we just got to wait it out. Um, but I did see that uh, the guy that owns UFC, I can't think of his fucking name right now, but he's thinking about, like, uh, making the fights happen on, like, uh, April 13th. And it's going to be, like, on this island. So it's going to be, like, a fight island. I guess they're going to, like, live stream the shit. Uh, that sounds like a pretty good idea. His name, first name's Dana. I forgot his last name. But um, that sounds like a really good idea. Um, I don't know. How do, how do you feel about something like that? You think they should just wait it out? or? I think the biggest concern right now is if anybody's going to do anything like that, they just want to make sure that they're protecting their employees. And I think already... Uh, the WWE doesn't have a good like medical plan. I could have sworn a couple of their of their uh, fighters was complaining about that before. So I'll be kind of concerned if they're going to be putting them at harm's way. I mean, if they could, you know, make sure that no one has it and it's not going to spread, I guess it's not a bad idea. People do need something to root for. People do need something besides Netflix. You know, just binging TV all day isn't going to help. No, man, it's not. And we run out of shit to binge. <laughs> you know, I mean to. I, a lot of my friends, like, you know, they like books. They read books. But just a lot of Americans, period, we don't like fucking reading. <laughs> you know, like, uh, people would rather watch a YouTube video on a how-to rather than, you know, go to Google and Google search it. So, Well, man, that's, that's why I'm making so many YouTube videos. I'm trying to help you guys learn about tax, finance, investing. And, you know, just try to, how to be a more financially independent individual. Yeah. Yeah, and like I said, I do appreciate it, man. Like, when I saw your, your one of your very first ones, I was like, damn, man, I'm glad he finally decided to do something like this because uh, I figured you'd be really good at it, you know, and the videos would be extremely helpful, um, you know, and it's good. But, you know, besides your videos, um, I'm really big on, like, the uh, Grant Cardone, like, real estate-type videos. Um, I don't know much about real estate, but it does seem lucrative, and it does seem something that uh, I feel like everyone should look into. Uh, at some some point in their lives, you know, if they have the money to do it, or if you just want to learn a little bit more for a later time in your life. Yeah, I mean, if you think about it, the two largest assets that anybody will have is going to be real estate and a 401k plan. So if you think about it that way, like real estate is an absolute must if if you want to be wealthy. Yeah, yeah, I think we all want that. Well, right now we all want for this shit to be uh, this lockdown, shutdown, COVID nineteen to disappear. Um, <laughs> but you know, once we can go back to normalcy, I think uh, I think it'd be something to talk about. You know, real estate and investing and all that stuff. So, as far as like the workplace is concerned, how do you feel? Or what do you think is going to happen? Like, say, you know, tomorrow we went back to uh, complete normalcy. Uh, the, there's people out of work. You know, millions at this point. Uh, how do you think s- small business owners are going to like react to uh, trying to go back to normal? I mean, I think there's going to be a big concern with employees more than small businesses or anybody else about going back to work because they just just if they say like, hey, this is over tomorrow, it doesn't mean I'm going to run outside and start going hang around people. Like, what if there's a second like wave or something? Right. I think a lot of people are going to be very skittish, and especially if I mean, I've been working from home for a month now, so you know, what kind of pay cut do I need to stay home, or can I just stay home forever? Because I mean, I drive 45 minutes one way to work every day and it's a pain in the back you know is there a way for me not to do that yeah yeah and like we uh talked about yesterday man honestly um i think just being at home and for the people that are working from home it's making them realize that the internet is like the ultimate tool and like the ultimate weapon like if you own like just say a small business for uh example you own like a super small little like sign shop or something maybe not a sign shop because it's more so hands-on but you own something where you have like a staff of like 10 or 15 people and you've been working from home you're working off a laptop um you don't have to pay a lease on the building you know that your business is in now you don't have to necessarily have like a a large style payroll now you can have your laptop literally do everything from you so you couldn't cost in a lot of ways and then also you know like we talked about with time you know earlier you're now you're not having to travel 45 minutes to and from work every day so i think it's going to like just really shift us and we've already been in the digital age but i think it's just gonna 
wake more people up, uh, especially the older people that own businesses, because I feel like us millennials, we know the Internet runs the world right now. We're so revolved around social media like it's insane. Like people wake up and before brushing their teeth, they look at their fucking Instagram. I'm guilty of that. I am too. I mean, we that's why I'm talking shit about it. <laughs> you know, because like as soon as we wake up, bro, you know, we we turn over, right? And we look at our phone, we look at Instagram, Facebook. Instagram's the biggest one for me, but Facebook as well, you know? I mean, that's how most millennials get that's how we get our news. I mean, at this point, I'm rolling over in my bed to look to see if I got any views on my YouTube videos. <laughs> Yeah, and it'll probably be the same with me, but with the with the podcast, you know, and going in into it, you know, I, honestly, like my angle or like a, I'm not aiming to get a crazy ass following with it, but I do appreciate, you know, you guys coming on and uh, really just talking to me and just giving me your opinions because I'm actually learning a lot from uh, I know a lot about my friends, but I'm learning a lot, you know, of different uh, opinions and angles on a lot of different things. So I really do appreciate it, man. I, You know, you guys are awesome. appreciate all the people that are actually going out there and working i mean that's one of the things i've been saying in the beginning of all of my youtube videos it's like hey man thank you because you guys are actually keeping the world going yeah 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 for sure for sure so how's the uh the following coming like you seeing views like people are are your views are starting to go up and everything i'm sure they are because your videos are super super helpful like are you using like any type of hashtags or anything like that for for these youtube videos so it's still a learning process. I'm using all kinds of tags. I'm making sure I'm trying to make sure my thumbnail is, is appealing so that way once someone actually sees it, they want to click on it. And, and I'm trying to be more entertaining and engaging so that there is a reason for people to stay into the video and kind of, you know, pay attention to what's going on. But, you know, attention spans is very limited for most millennials and millennials are going to probably be the ones watching my videos. I, you know, my grandma watched my videos. She thought it was pretty entertaining, but I mean, right now I'm like, what, seven videos in? I have over 500 views. I have about 39 subscribers. I think subscribers are really going to be the thing that gauges how good I am at this, at creating YouTube videos because those people are subscribing to see more of me versus people just, you know, watching it once or twice. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And, and man, honestly, um, I mean, I'm, I only have a few videos on YouTube, but it's just like, clips of like car car revs and shit like that so <laughs> but what i'm learning is man like you can get a follower on instagram facebook uh twitter uh all these things but like trying to like obtain like a subscriber that's a it's a it's a task man it's difficult you know because people like are legit wanting to see like some girl in a bikini and like in a porsche like as the thumbnail you know like look at the logan paul videos and all these you know all these youtubers People, you know, um, yeah, I mean, we, we want to learn stuff, but at the same time, people want to see, like, this, you know, this life that maybe they'll never have. I don't know. It's crazy. Yeah, I mean, if I get, like, an Audi R8 or a Lamborghini or something and put that as a backdrop, I think a lot more people will pay attention to what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And um, I'm sure you know who Ty Lopez is. One of his first videos, he's uh, he rented, like, a Lamborghini. And he's in a garage, like, and he has a bookshelf, and it has, like, a shit ton of books. But, like, uh, he's just, you know, making a video in front of his Lamborghini, and this is how this guy got, like, popping. This is how he got popular. This wasn't even that long ago. I want to say less than 10 years ago. About five, maybe. Um, you know, he's just literally, the video starts, and it's just like, man, I'm here in my garage um, next to this Lamborghini. But it's, like, these little, like, tag words that he put in. Like, it just made his videos just pop. So it's just crazy how the mind works, you know, and how what um really attracts us, but how easily manipulated like we could be in society. Yeah, sadly, people are really into the the flashy lifestyle, and to be honest, that's not gonna be the rich people. No, <laughs> no, I mean, I mean, you know, like I, I love hip hop music, I love rap and all that stuff, but man, a lot of these guys that are wearing these big ass chains and shit are broke. <laughs> you know, like people have they have to understand that a lot of these guys ain't got no money. Yeah, they got a record deal, but also a record deal is like a front on the money. Like that's what people you got to get. You got to understand that, you know, so for a lot of you younger kids or like younger listeners, like, man, don't let that shit fascinate you. You know, I mean, look at Bill Gates. He looks like he, you know, went to Walmart and bought his his wardrobe. 
and he's rich as fuck. Or like Jeff Bezos, you know? Well, so I think the real, the problem in America is that people really don't have anything to go chase after. So they essentially chase after, you know, polos and Jordans and stuff like that. Because they think that gives them some type of, I don't know, I guess you could say high quality or makes them better than someone else. It makes them in the, in the club. And you see like people like Jeff Bezos, Mark Zuckerberg, who's running Facebook. Dudes wear the same clothes literally every day. They don't care about the clothes. The clothes doesn't make them. They're right. out there trying to change the world and make money. Yeah, yeah. And even like Steve Jobs, this dude wore a turtleneck in like every little, uh, you know, video they ever made. <laughs> you know, he's like inf- he's like famous for that. Like, uh, he definitely coined the turtleneck. <laughs> and, and you know what? To be honest, I'm going to take a little bit. Uh, I'm kind of annoyed that you kind of like trying to diss Walmart. Because to be honest, like most of my clothes come from Walmart. I literally wear, like when I'm not at work, it's a V-neck. I'm just wearing various colored V-necks, and they all are George brand. I think none of them cost more than $3. There's really no reason. I wear V-necks and American Eagle jeans, and that's it. Like there's no real style in it. I'm not trying to match my shoes. I wear basics. I wear Asics and some Nikes. Like I'm not really into like the shoe game anymore. I'm, I'm just... Uh, you know, actually, I have a couple cold hands that I wear just on a regular. Well, honestly, man, like, you, like uh, I, I threw that out there, but at the same time, I'm the same way now, bro. I'm, I'm wearing, like, some Adidas running shoes and, like, some uh, Nike shorts and a T-shirt. This is my daily wardrobe, you know, or, like, some Vans and, like, a, a hat that I got from Goodwill and a flannel that I got from Goodwill. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, it, I'm the same way because, like, my... You know, my um, I'm, I'm looking at other things like that doesn't it's not necessarily appealing to me anymore, like dressing and fashion. Like, don't get me wrong. I used to love that shit. And, you know, running the brand um, back when early was really, really a big deal. Uh, you know, we, we were really, really big on fashion and whatnot. But now it's just more so simplicity because there's a bigger message uh, than clothing. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, the kids love it, though. So, I mean, I guess it, it gives them something. Yeah, I got I got a little brother who wants a Gucci belt, and I'm like, I'm not buying that. <laughs> yeah, man, that Gucci belt, shit, that's a uh, that's a week's worth of groceries, a month worth worth of groceries. <laughs> that's, so that's how I look I think at it. As I get older, you know, I, 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 I hate to cut you off like that. I apologize. No, nah, you good. But as I get older, the funny thing is, is like. I don't care about a lot. I don't really care what other people think. Like, I really care, like, zero. Like, I, I, don't, I don't have any S to give for anyone that's not paying the bills. So, you know, I make a pretty good salary. I make, uh, you know, I make I various different income streams. And, like, my biggest goal is just investing. Like, how can I make more money to buy more investments? And, like, how can I turn, make those investments give me better returns? Yeah. That's a good point. So, uh, uh, as of right now, like, what what are you investing in? Like, do you have anything like in particular that like you're really like applying your money to? So, you know, I dropped a thousand dollars into the airlines. You know, not a big chunk. You know, I was like, you know, what, I'm gonna throw two hundred and fifty bucks into Delta, Southwest, and American, and then I dropped another two fifty into Carnival uh, Cruise Lines. You know, because they're they're really hit hard by this pandemic. Yeah. Uh, I have a rental property in South Dallas and I've been looking for another one. I was hoping to close in January, but this thing really picked up and it just has been making me uh, kind of just sit back and wait. Yeah. And see ex- exactly how it pans out. I got you. I got you. Do you have any, uh, any, are you, well, hopefully uh, God forbid right now, any stocks or like any crypto, anything like that? So I don't do crypto, but you know, I have, uh, I have several thousand dollars in stocks. I mean, uh, yeah, I yeah, would say, mind. Uh, February was a very hard hit for me. Uh, I think I probably lost about twenty or thirty grand in February alone. So it was a big deal for me. I was kind of, I was kind of drinking a lot of whiskey. I would say. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I hear you. But no, man, you're right. Uh, investing is super important. The only thing, I mean, the only like the my major thing right now that I invest in is uh, uh cars. Like me and my brother, we do uh, you know, we buy like a cash car. We we'll go to the auctions and. Uh, not right now because of all this shit, but, you know, that's on a normal day. We'll go to the car auction and find a decent little car, you know, something that's practical, Honda, Nissan, Toyota. Um, you know, we'll fix it up a little bit and then we'll flip it. Aside of that, um, 
I have we have a few vending machines as well, or I have a few vending machines. So uh, those are you know they don't make much money, but at the same time it's just extra income. You know, uh, that my first vending machine it costs like 150 bucks. It's old as fuck, but I made that back in like a week. You know, just supplying that damn thing with chips and whatnot. Um, and we make the money back like within the week. So uh, it, it was definitely a good return on investment and. Um, yeah, man, I'm just looking to expand as well. Hopefully we can go back to normal soon because I'd like to get into real estate or, you know, get into higher price cars to make a higher return. Uh, just different things like that. So, I mean, you're, you're absolutely right. You know, instead of investing in shit that's not going to make me money like a pair of Jordans, I'd rather invest it in like a vending machine or like a car or like, a you know, a cruise line or like an airline. It's definitely more lucrative. Uh, than a pair of shoes. I just think a lot of people need to understand how money works. I think we were talking about this before you started recording, but, you know, right now, a lot of people just trade their time for money, and we got to figure out a way to separate. We got to figure out a way to separate that, that time for money exchange and try to figure out a way to make money when you're sleeping or make money off of something that you can continually resell. So, like, if you wrote a book or if you made some music, you just, all you have to do is just resell, resell, resell. You don't have to continually create new content. Right, right. And I think it's, a, like, a good way of putting it. It's just working smarter and not harder. Yeah, like, you... Uh, yeah, and I appreciate that, too, man. You really stressed that. Um, uh, fuck, I lost my train of thought. <laughs> Uh, but no, you really, I'll flag that right now, but you really, uh, you really stress that, you know what I'm saying? Like, instead of like, uh, just working so fucking hard, like you can really, uh, you can make like a solid hit record. I think you were saying, and then just resell it. You know what I'm saying? And also I think in that same, uh, same sense, you have to know how to market it as well. You know what I'm saying? You got to know how to really put it out there and just like have it resell itself. So, I mean, I think the biggest thing is, is like, a big reason why I started investing in stocks back in 2010 was because I quickly saw, like, wait a sec, each one, of, let's say each one of my stocks essentially has a baby, you know? That's yeah. like, that's the way I kind of look at it sometimes. And I know some people are probably laughing when they hear that, but that's kind of how I think about it, right? If I put a dollar in the market, it, it, it makes 10 cents. A lot of people will scoff at that, but like 10 cents ain't nothing. Like, that's, that's, that's no money. Like, what am I going to do with 10 cents? But the thing about it is that 10 cent will eventually grow up and become its own dollar. And then both dollars will be making 10 cent for me. So the whole goal is essentially to create a system to where you essentially grow money. Yeah. Yeah, most definitely. So for like for the average person that's in America right now and they're at home, right? And at home with family, you know, doing practicing social distancing, um, they're looking for extra ways to make money. What is some advice you could give to those people? Go to Skillshare. Go to Skillshare.com. You can probably, I think, as of right now, they have a promo code where you can essentially start and you can do two months for free. Go mm -hmm. ahead and get on there and learn some skills. Oh, yeah, it sounds like a good idea for sure. And, you know, that, that's just adding on to, like you said, investing. But, you know, for someone that's just, like, tapped right now, uh, Skillshare, that, that'd be a good place. Well, so I mean, like, let's say you are a restaurant worker and your whole job really relies on someone sitting at a table and you giving them good service. Well, that's not a skill that's going to be marketable at a time like this. Right. Maybe it's time to learn a program. Maybe it's time to learn how to do Excel. Maybe it's time to learn how to write a book or something. You know, expand upon some other skill sets that you always wanted to do or something you always had a passion for, but just never had the time. For sure, for sure. That's that's a good point. And also, like, uh, just with my own like little e-commerce businesses, and um, you know, even the, the the digital marketing stuff. Whenever I need help or I need like an extra hand, I also use like Fiverr. Fiverr is good for like uh, you know your your people that like you just need someone that can come in and like know how to do a task, and it's super cheap as well. Fiverr, like the name revolves around uh, around rather. Uh, you know, paying, they say $5 or like a little bit more, uh, just meaning like it's super cheap. You know, I can go on there and hire like people for 15 bucks, 20 bucks. Now, granted, some of these people are like fucking India, <laughs> but like the job still gets done, you know? So I think that's another good little plug for uh, people to have out there. Like if you know how to do a certain thing, I mean, it doesn't have to be a lot. It can be editing a photo, like jump on Fiverr, man, make you a Fiverr, Fiverr account. 
Um, you know, just make it work. Yeah, I think the overwhelming problem in America is a lot of people just don't have a marketable skill that's that's kind of, I guess you could say, that you could sell. You know, a lot of people yeah. just have a job where they just go there and they work, you know, nine to five. And there's nothing wrong with that. But if you really want to be successful, if you really want to become, you know, a millionaire next door, the only way you're going to do that is you're going to be, you're going to create a skill and you're going to have to be the best in it or the best at marketing it. Yeah, most definitely. Most definitely. Like, and I've always, I think we both have, we've always like wanted like some sort of like freelancing ability to where like you have some sort of skill in which you can make money. So I think in a time like this, a lot of people are going to start to realize like, I mean, oh fuck. I mean, I'm a, you know, I'm a manager or I'm a boss of this company, but this shit can be stripped away from me tomorrow. So I have to have something to fall back on. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm that, you know, you being a boss and the company is no more. Like, what are you going to do now? You know? So, I mean, if you think about it this way, like, you know, I'm a CPA. Most CPAs make at least fifty to $60,000. Like, so I, I don't think the income is probably going to be a problem for most CPAs. But you can be the smartest CPA in the room. But if you can't explain what it is that the client needs to do or how to help the client save money, it doesn't really matter how smart you are because it's, it's not really marketable. It's not something you can do anything with. And there's a lot of jobs out there that people just need to figure out how to market them differently, how to convey the same knowledge differently. You know, if you're good at sales, I think you can sell anything. A lot of people who sell like life insurance or health insurance, they only try to sell other financial products. They never extend that to trying to sell hard products, like uh, maybe manufacturing sales or something. They try to, they kind of stick themselves inside of a, a box that doesn't need to be there. So if you're right now, if you're doing something, and maybe you don't think it has an online, uh, like an online equivalent, you should look around and, 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 and be honest with yourself. Because sometimes there are things that you learn at your job that it's not so apparent. Like, you know, I write, I write long emails to my clients. There's a lot of times when I'm writing an email that's, I got to put it in Word to Word, you know, spell check it before I copy and paste it back into Outlook. And it's two to three pages long, you know, uh, just think about that. Like, what else could I do with that? I could probably write a column for a news, you know, for a newspaper. That's you know, I could probably go out and help someone write a script for a movie. You know, there's a lot of different things. I could take that one simple skill set and apply it to various different things that, you know, a lot of people just won't notice all the time because it's not, they're not being told right away. Right. Like, they're not being told to their face. Right. We're just taking it for granted. Yeah. Just going back to uh, what you said, you know, just about, um, like, you know, your profession and your job, like, uh, interpretation is definitely key. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you don't know how to interpret something, then um, you don't have anything. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, and th- I feel like there's also a lot of things that we take for granted. So, um, you, we all have, we all know how to do. I feel like we, we, everyone can bring something to the table. So, I mean, you know, me and you on this phone call, like, you know, you were telling me your money heist is in, uh, your money heist, your Netflix is in Spanish. You know what I'm saying? That mean you have you have an advantage in that field. You you know you're bilingual. You know there's you plenty of you know people have to keep that in mind. There's plenty of like bilingual type jobs. Somebody needs to be translated at some part at some where in the world or in the nation rather. You know the grocery store, anything. So I mean people could throw that online. You know just you know and a way to obtain the job like make the don't be fucking extremely high, you know, like translator, you know, don't be a million dollars an hour. You know what I'm saying? Like you just have to learn. You have to know how to, uh, I don't know. You just have to, you have to know how to just grab that dollar, like how to make a dollar. You got to make it you work. You got to be able to market that skill. Yeah. Yeah. I guess. And I guess, you know, being in digital marketing, it'd be super easy, <laughs> but I mean, I guess a, a lot of people, but this is where like people like you come in. YouTube is free, right? And you're teaching people, you know, about like taxes and stuff and finance on YouTube. So, I mean, instead of watching, you know, binge watching fucking Trailer Park Boys on Netflix, go learn, go learn a skill, you know. So, honestly, I don't think there's a there's there's no excuse for not finding a way to make money. Like, and that's just my honest opinion, you know, like everyone, especially with the Internet, the Internet's damn near free at this point. Like we can all make money right now. 
you know so not everyone not we're not all fully capable we all don't have the uh the uh necessary tools or requirements to to get the internet or you know whatever but most of us wi-fi is you know wi-fi is cheap or it's free so and we all have smartphones if you have a smartphone man you can make yourself some money so really at this point I think it's really just the desire of the individual. Do you want to do something? Uh-huh. So I'm not really. So first, let me go back a little bit. I'm not bilingual. Uh, I speak very broken Spanish. When I do speak it, it takes a long time for me to actually think of the correct conjugation for the actual word that I need to say. So a lot of times I just listen to other people speak and kind of, oh, kind of translate it in my, in my head, get a good idea good idea of what's going on but i'm not at the point where i'm bilingual i could not translate much of anything for anyone else uh so but back to what we were saying i think a lot of people just need to have a desire to do something and they have to want it bad enough to actually do something when i was young my mom used to tell me that you know the only time you really change is when you get sick of your current circumstances and i think that's really true like you, you, you always think about, like, why is a woman staying with a guy that's beating her down all the time? Like, why is this girl, why is this guy staying with a girl that's cheating on him all the time? And, you know, he hasn't, he or she hasn't got fed up with the situation to want to change anything. They're just like, oh, it's going to be all right. I'm going to fix it, blah, blah, blah. Until you get to that point where you're like, like, screw it. I'm not dealing with this anymore. I'm going to make it happen. You know, you're not work, you're not waiting for a job to come to you. You're not waiting for some solution to fall out of the sky. You're not, you know, praying is great, but you're not bending the knee hoping that God's going to drop something in your hand. You're like, I'm going to make it happen. When you get that mindset, you can make anything happen. To be honest, I probably, I've been thinking about doing YouTube for like three years now. Like, I, I think I probably talked to my friends about it for about two or three years, and it took a pandemic for me to just say, you know what, screw it, I'm going to start dropping videos. Yeah, you just got fed up to the point where you just wanted to, like you said, you just wanted to make it happen. Yeah, that's pretty bad. That's that's cool, man. That's, that's great. Damn, man, it's beautiful, beautiful thing, man. Any closing closing statements? Any plugs you want to throw in, brother? Let people know, especially with your, like I said, man, your YouTube stuff has helped me a lot. You know, and then just you in general, man, like, you you know, you're extremely helpful in the sense of finances and just, you know, life and just logic, period. So is there any handles or anything you want to throw before we close out, bro? So if you're interested in getting some help with your personal or business taxes, you know, reach out to me. Go to my website, Taxes with Jones. That's T-A-X-E-S-W-I-T-H Jones dot com. And uh, if you are trying to find me on YouTube, there's going to be some links in the pod code. In a podcast notes, in addition, there's going to be links on the website. So essentially, you could find my YouTube channel. As of right now, I don't have enough subscribers to get my own custom URL. So it's like a combination of letters and numbers, which isn't really useful and giving out to anyone. But eventually, I will have enough subscribers. I need at least 100 to get that custom URL. But when I get it, it's essentially going to be a link from my website to go straight to YouTube. Nice, nice, beautiful, beautiful. Well, we appreciate having you on the show, man. I, I really do appreciate it. I, I appreciate the support. Uh, yeah, and until next time, everybody, y'all be kind. Y'all stay safe. Keep your hands clean. Stay in the house, man, so we can just get over this. We can go back to normal life. Appreciate you guys tuning in, and y'all take care.